tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. Hello, and welcome to Life Coaching Comedians. Here, there's no client confidentiality because it's funny. I'm your life coach, Lexis Chardet, and today I have a new comedian joining me for my season finale, Patrick Aiken. Patrick doesn't eat. He relies solely on grapefruit white claw for his daily calorie intake. Quite frankly, it must be enough because this perfect bitch is an all-star in the Phoenix Gay Flag Football League. He might be a bit of a jock, but he is also quite the chess player. Mr. Aiken was a finalist in the All-Star Comedy Throwdown at Sazerac. He also hosts a very popular show called Hell of a Laugh at Los Diablos in Phoenix every first and third Wednesday of the month. He was also a feature comedian at Phoenix Pride 2019. When he's not doing comedy, he's operating the globe and managing logistics. Or something like that. Well, I hope you enjoy our session. <sighs> well, hello, Patrick. Hello, Lexus. How are you doing this I evening? Am wonderful. How about yourself? I am doing quite well. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Do you have any? Do you have any white claw? This water's okay, but is there white claw by chance? I'm, Grapefruit. I'm sorry. I don't drink. Oh. Mm. I don't either. I was just wondering if there was white claw. Mm. I feel like you uh, bring up White Claw a lot. I do, mm-hmm. I do. It's uh, kind of a, a pillar, I would say, of my life. Mm. Um, you know, a like, pillar. Yeah, like there's sleep, mm-hmm. um, there's food, mm-hmm. and there's White Claw. I guess oh. it's a tripod is what mm. I'm kind of mm-hmm. holding up on three pillars. Okay. So, and it's one of the three pillars. Mm. Interesting. I heard that there um, was a White Claw shortage there was there a drought, as I called it. Oh, okay. It Is was. it still in drought? No, we we made it. We survived. It has hit the shelves again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we persevered. You so know. you say we as if you work for the company. No, we as in humanity. Mm. White Claw We humanity. made it through. Mm. Just humans relying on White Claw. Mm. The, mm-hmm. the millions of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. White Claw drinkers. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was terrifying. But, you know, back in July, I actually posted on the social medias... Um, at the rate my summer's going, White Claw's going to be on back order. Oh. Two months later. Mm. I'm not trying to say I called it. Oh. Hmm. Or that I'm to blame. It's like a, maybe we should call you Patrick Anonymous. Okay. There's a new one. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Predicting uh, the lives of alcoholic beverages. Yeah. It's, someone needs to do that. Mm. You know, that's mm-hmm. a whole untapped market. So, uh, it, it really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't so busy with comedy, mm-hmm. uh, maybe that would be my other calling. Maybe. 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 Right. maybe. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, tell me, what brought you in for an evening session? Well, mornings are the worst, because I'm always hungover, you know, mm-hmm. so evenings mm-hmm. seem like the, the right move, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I just need some life coaching, you know? Like, my comedy career uh, feels stagnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I am... Viciously single. Mm. Oh, oh, I 
could talk for hours about that. And uh, I have a job. Job's good, you know, but that's the boring stuff, you know. Okay. Gotta spice up that life. I need some spice. I guess that's why I'm here. Okay. Get some spice. I know it's crazy that a white person's asking about spice. Mm. It's unheard of, I'm I sure. I mean, uh, I think every once in a while, maybe three out of four white people in their lifetime probably ask for spice because they're just sick of being bland. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. But they, they always get salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot more in that pantry. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what it tastes like. Oh, yeah. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. I'm hoping you can show me what it tastes like, Lexus. Maybe you're lacking some spice, tired of things being dry, need a little moistness <clears throat> in your life. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't like dry turkey either. <laughs> okay, so stagnant comedy career, single. Um, you mentioned something about your day job. It's a good job. It's consistent. What do you do? I manage operations and logistics for a production company. Mm. So we do lighting and audio for concerts and festivals and any live events, political stuff, all the things. So awesome. I used to be an audio engineer and work my way up into logistics. So I oversee how stuff moves around between um, all of our offices. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it sounds really important. And that's it the important is. thing mm-hmm. is that it sounds important. Mm. That's, you know, is yeah. it important? No, not really. Do no. you meet a lot of people um, in your job? H- meet them how? Just like at the events and are you meeting lots yeah. of people? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like when back when I was an audio engineer, I mm-hmm. met some celebrities. Um, worked with a lot of people, other technicians from other states. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Yeah, you meet a lot of folk everywhere. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. good. It's good networking. Okay. Okay. So, um, tell me. Uh, do you not like being single, or are you okay with being single? Right now, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it, but I don't know if I can do it forever. Okay. You know? And when it comes time to date, I don't know if I'll uh, if I'll know what to do. Oh, you know I see what you're saying. Because mm-hmm. I uh, <laughs> don't mind the pussies. <laughs> oh, it's, I pussies normally terrify me, but mm-hmm. I, I actually held it together pretty well there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I do say so myself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Right now, I feel like I don't have time to date, mm-hmm. and that's not fair to all the men out there that are, that don't get access to this. You know, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. Yeah. that's almost as bad as a white claw shortage, really. <laughs> Darling. <clears throat> so you know, you understand. Yes, I understand. But uh, uh, I th- I know I won't be in this mindset forever, mm-hmm. and eventually, when I do want to start dating again, you know, do I do I jump back on the dating apps? Do mm. I do I just go to bars? Mm. Do I uh, do I ask my friends, hey, do you know any single gay people? That always works so well, mm-hmm. so well. Mm-hmm. Not gonna, not sure what to do there. So do you feel <clears throat> that? I mean, I find it interesting because you say that you know you don't have time, but you're it's like anticipating being ready to date again. So do you feel like pretty soon you do want to date again, and you're trying to like prepare yourself? You sound like a planner. Are you a planner? I am a planner. I'm a planner too. Thousand so percent. I totally get it. It's like mm-hmm. you gotta have like that mental clarity before you jump into mm-hmm. something. Yeah. So. Um, I think, you know, a good thing to start, um, is maybe start manifesting what it is that you want, right? Okay. Because sometimes it could take a little while to manifest things. It really depends on how aligned you are with the universe or your source, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So if, 
you're working on that right now, which it sounds like you're, you're pretty happy. It sounds like you're good in your life, but you're like, hmm, pretty soon I'm going to have to, like, you know, fix this, yes. right? Yes, So if we start to kind of, like, tackle what it is that you want in your ideal partner and how you plan on obtaining that ideal partner, when you're like, oh, yeah, baby, I'm ready, then it's like, poof, it'll be right there, you know? Hmm. So... It sounds to me like you're curious on how you're going to obtain that partner. Peter, calm down. It's a horny, horny boy right Peter there. Peter the pussy. Peter wow. the pussy is horny. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, what is it that you would like to find in your partner? Somebody who is understanding of my crazy schedule. Okay. That's been the challenging part. Um, I know it. I feel like I ask a lot of the men I date because I, I you know, I have, I have a full time job, and I, I play in a gay flag football league, and I do this comedy thing. You know, mm-hmm. that takes up an hour a, a month, mm-hmm. um, maybe more if I'm doing well. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and there's friends and there's stuff, and then I, I like to sleep. I'm one of those people that sleeps, mm-hmm. and I eat. Mm-hmm. You know, and so after that, there's not much room left for. Uh, romance mm-hmm. you know and I need a guy that understands that it's like are you the type of person where when you're looking at I mean I I, I assume not everyone but most people would like to get married is that one would you like to get married at some point or maybe have a life partner or I'm open to the idea mm-hmm. you know I, I see my life going two different ways mm-hmm. I can see myself getting married having kids the whole life partner thing I can mm-hmm. see that happening I can also see me being single zero for the rest of my life, my tax filing, single Mm -hmm. zero. Um, Because some days I feel like I'm better off being everybody's friend instead of one person's lover. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm really good at the everybody's friend thing. Mm -hmm. Is this a friend of benefits? Just everyone's friend. I'm friends with everyone. Mm -hmm. I'm really very social, socially, Mm -hmm. social butterfly. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm the guy that'll go to a party with a hundred strangers and leave with a hundred friends. I just can't help it. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just so charming. I mean, you said it. I didn't say it. Mm-hmm. I did you say it. You said it. Mm-hmm. Life coach here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, do I want them? I'm not holding out for the life partner thing. Mm-hmm. That's not, I'm not like, that's in my crosshairs. No, not really. Mm-hmm. Like, if that happens, great, and I'm open to it, but I'm not like charging towards that. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So, my next question is um, if you were to meet someone that you just thought was absolutely amazing, um, maybe you thought that this person was a soulmate, um, would you rather have your two separate lives and, and live together and make the household relationship work? Or would it be someone that you would want to grow with, maybe even professionally, maybe have a business together? Like, what's your... Like, some people, you know, like, I I have friends that are married where they own a business together, and they're together day in, day out. They do everything together. And then there's some people with like, hell no, I don't want my partner to be part of my work life. And so where would you stand there? I'm in the hell no category, hell no. Okay. just because, mm-hmm. like, I'm a lot to work with. Mm-hmm. I know it. Um, and I would not also interested in romantically mm-hmm. and I know the moment that, that those lines did get crossed they would leave me immediately okay okay yeah. good so. so when you say someone that's understand <clears throat> understanding of your schedule I'm gonna throw some care characteristics out there and you let me know if just say yes or no if you agree with me so when I think understanding of schedule I think someone who's independent 
Yes. Okay. So independent. I think of someone who is secure with themselves. Yes. Meaning no jealousy Absolutely. issues. Oh. Okay. So the next uh, characteristic uh, that makes me think of someone understanding of your busy schedule is someone that is also social. Yes and no. Okay. Because, like, I would not expect somebody... It's a lot to ask another guy to be as social as I am. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? It's, Mm -hmm. I feel like there are levels of how social people are. Mm -hmm. It's not binary. Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. so, do I want them to be social? Yes, because occasionally I'll bring them to stuff, and Mm -hmm. I want them to intermingle and not be the weird, quiet one. Yeah. Not that it's weird to be quiet. But, uh... I don't expect them to be the social butterfly who's going to want to talk to every person in the room, you know? So So how about mm, maybe socially adaptable? Because this is what I think. Okay, I like that. Um, I can imagine you maybe having an event for work or something mm-hmm. like that, right? And you bring your significant other. Mm-hmm. But it's a work event. So you might have to leave them alone most of the time while you're working, right? Yeah. And you don't want them to be upset by that. At least, you know, they should be adaptable to the situation where they can maybe make a friend. Not saying they have to talk to everyone, but... Absolutely. Yeah. You're speaking to my soul, Lexus. Right, good. So socially adaptable. Okay. So, okay, I think we're in the... I think we're in the good um, understanding what it is that you're wanting. Okay. So besides understanding of your schedule, what else, what other characteristics are you looking for? I love a good cook. Mm -hmm. Love a good cook. Because I'm an okay cook. Mm -hmm. I think it's really attractive when someone is much better at something than me mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things I'm terrible at mm-hmm. but you know it's I feel like it's a, a, a version of them complimenting your weakness Absolutely. does that make sense mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's like it's how pieces fit together sort of thing mm-hmm. so uh, I've dated a few guys who are amazing in the kitchen and it is such a such a turn on such a relief it's a cool characterist, characteristic mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's a lot of great things mm-hmm. that I'm always just that always like draws me mm-hmm. so do you do you enjoy cooking yourself I do. I do okay. enjoy cooking. I just don't know how to do... I could be fancier. Okay. You know? Okay. You know? Like, I can make a good meal. Mm-hmm. No one will get food poisoning. Mm-hmm. But that's a very low bar, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm sure we could raise the bar to something yeah. more uh, impressive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else in particular that would be really important to you? Um, a man. Oh, man. Just male. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's okay. that matters. Yes. That's really the those those three things I okay. think nail right. it down. I think under, understanding of your schedule is a huge, huge thing, mm-hmm. right? I mean that's usually what's I mean, I can com- completely relate to you being a single mom. I mean, oh. there are people yeah. that just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't have kids they don't get it unless they were raised by a single parent themselves or they had a single parent in their family, you know, like their sister, their brother, or whatever. So um, I find it difficult too, because people don't understand. It's like, I am living on my income alone, Yeah. and I'm supporting my daughter on my income alone. Any help I get, I have to hire, you know? And people can be very inconsiderate with Mm -hmm. those things. You know, they just expect you to show up to whatever event, and, you know, you can't bring... You assume you can't bring your kid because it's an adult event, and there's lots of times people just don't understand. They just don't get it because they're so wrapped up in their own world, Mm -hmm. right? So I I understand that that is the hugest thing for you. So, um, now you're thinking about, hmm, where am I going to find this person 
I'm going to tell you right now. Apps is not the place. The internet Absolutely is not, not the place. All right. And I don't want you to resort to that because I personally have resorted to that. And then within 24 hours, I'm like, what am I doing? Right? Yeah. I'm just like. I can see that. Deleted. What am I doing? Right? right. But you also don't want to be one of those people that's like, mm, when you think of the social archetypes, you don't want to be like an omega male where you're just like, oh, I'm just going to be myself and whatever's meant to be will happen, right? You have mm. to be proactive. Yeah, absolutely. You have to manifest what it is that you want. Mm -hmm. So it sounds to me that you want to find someone similar to you and your lifestyle. So where does Patrick hang out? Where would Patrick find Patrick? Uh, at a comedy club. Okay. Um, I am one of those weird gays that watches NFL football. Okay. So on Sundays, I'm at one of the gay bars watching football. Mm-hmm. Um, other sports, like gay, local, course, wow, local gay sports league events, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. the softball league does a chili cook-off at one of the bars every year. I'm typically there. Mm -hmm. um, PGFFL, the Phoenix Gay Flag Football League, does a lot of fundraisers. I go to those, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, a few of the local gay bars with some friends just hanging out, whether it's karaoke or, you know, just having drinks and dancing. Mm -hmm. um, wine bars, I like wine bars. Mm -hmm. Big wine fan. Uh, there aren't White Claw bars yet, but <laughs> I'm working on it. So, um, yeah, and I also enjoy live music, so live music venues, whether it be local or big concert venues. Okay. That's where I would find people. So that is where we would find Patrick. Okay, so that's one list. Now the other list we're going to make is what are the things that maybe you don't do now that you want to do? Like your dream list of all the things that you want to do with your partner. With my partner? Mm -hmm. um, I would love to go to... I've never been to Hawaii. Okay. That sounds amazing and expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, I should start a GoFundMe just to get that rolling. Mm -hmm. um, wine tasting in Napa Valley. Never done it. Okay. All the gays do that. Mm. I've never seen a show on Broadway. I love musical theater. Okay. Um, so that'd be cool. Trip to New York. Very romantic. Go see, you know, Phantom of the Opera or something cliche. Okay. Did. Now, I want you to think about activities that don't, you know, that aren't travel. Um, like things that you would do in Arizona. Maybe there are a list of things that you've been wanting to do here that you haven't done yet. Um, maybe it's because you want to do it with someone special, so that's why you haven't gone. Because mm. I'm really good at doing things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty good. Like, if I want something, I get You it. go and do it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I've left any open for somebody special, you know? I, okay. I see a lot of local theater. I see shows that come through. I do all the sports things. Mm -hmm. I've become so independent that honestly I, nothing is coming to mind for that okay that's good yeah. that means that you're wholehearted I, I do mm -hmm. like to think I'm wholehearted yeah absolutely yeah. I remember once uh, I feel like you and I are very relatable um, mm -hmm. I remember once when I was in college there was a group that I wanted to see a, a music group that I wanted to see and I was supposed to meet a friend but she decided not to go mm. and I went alone and I actually got to meet um, the artist myself. I'm not sure if you're into hip-hop. I don't even know if they have anything new out, but they're called the Cool Kids, and they're from Chicago. Okay. Right. They were kind of like an old-school rap, but in the new oh. age. And I got to meet them, and 
the guy asked me if, you know, that I came alone. And I said, yeah, I came alone. I wanted to see you guys. He's like, wow, that takes a lot of heart. And I didn't really get what he said, but it stuck with me. And then, like, I get it now, right? You know, like, a lot of people want to do things by themselves. In high school, I used to go to movies by myself. And people thought I was weird. I'm like, I want to see the movie, and I don't want to be dependent on someone yeah. else to go. I don't need you know. So that's good that you're not, you don't have the codependency. I've mm-hmm. flown to other cities alone oh. to see concerts alone. Yeah. I've done it. I went to Hawaii by myself. There, I, I, I'm probably going to do that. Do it. I'm, that's probably going to happen before I'm 30. Made some great friends. Yeah. We're friends yeah. on Facebook now. Like, right. You know. I've heard good things. Mm-hmm. You know. Traveling alone, I think everyone should do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when you're doing your comedy club thing, when you're doing watching your NFL football when you're doing your sports leagues when you're going to wine bars when you're going to live music are you allowing yourself to be open to meeting someone you mean anybody or you mean someone romantically someone romantically um I am mm-hmm. I like I think I am I because I'm, I'm not going to push away strangers I love talking to strangers mm-hmm. you know and you don't know if it's going to be anything romantic until the conversations unfold mm-hmm. um you know, I've met really cool guys recently, and in the back of my mind, I've kind of had a voice that's like, well, you're not going to do this right now. You know? mm-hmm. Keep it, he's cool, you know, befriend him, don't, don't burn the bridge, but uh, you know you're not going to date him right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. So you don't act on anything? I don't, I don't. So do you have, like, a mental list then of, like, when you're ready to go, who you're going to call? Probably... My subconscious does, I bet. You know, okay. I don't think it's it's written down anywhere, mm-hmm. even even mentally. But um, like, I can like three people come to mind right now. Okay. What order? I don't know, but uh, yes. Okay. Definitely some filed away, and it's terrible. I would never ask them to wait for me. You know? Oh, of course. I mean, yeah, that's not a selfish them. thing to do. Yeah. So you know, if they're around while when I'm ready for that, then yeah, I'll, I'll say, hey, we're gonna go grab a drink and. I think I think a good thing to do is just so you're prepared for when you're ready is maybe make a list of those people that you would date maybe keep some little notes on them what it is that you like about them okay only focus on the positive thoughts though not a pros and cons list okay? okay and then make an ideal lovers list and just whenever things come to mind and what it is that you want I don't want you to manifest on it too much since okay. you're not ready. Okay. Because I feel like for someone like you, you can attract it into your life very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I want you to attract it into your life if you're not ready yet. All right. Okay. Makes sense. So, um, so yeah, make a list of those three lucky guys that you have in your mind. Mm-hmm. And then make an ideal list. And you can just kind of, whenever you're thinking about it or maybe you're having a moment where you're a little lonely... Um, you can maybe think about that a little bit. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I should try that. Yeah. I will. I'll make that list. Yeah. Thank you. And when you're ready, full force. Just go for it. Just go for it. Charge at full speed. Mm-hmm. All right. No one's ready for that. Mm, I don't think anyone's ever ready for full insertion. Right. Nope. Um, all right. So I think that's a great conversation. Do you want to talk about your comedy career? Uh, I can. Okay. I'm interested. Um, I've been doing it for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I 
always wanted to do it. I stumbled upon an open mic with a friend of mine mm-hmm. and was like, well, shoot, I, I got to try this. You know, I had ideas set aside. In my, I had a note on my phone of just like, you know, if I ever wanted to give it a shot. And I tried it. And the problem is, Lexus, it went really well. Oh. And so Such a problem to have. And so I was like, well, shoot, I got to do this more. Mm-hmm. And so I had other jokes. And I went back the week after and did it. And then you get the bug. You know? mm-hmm. And then you're just like, well, shoot, this thing you always wanted to do seems within grasp. You mm-hmm. know? And so I kept going. And then uh, the bar asked me to be in their featured show. And then I met other people. And I got booked in other shows. And it's been very... Um, moderately successful I feel like you okay. know, I've met some wonderful people the community here is fantastic here in Phoenix it is um, made a lot of great friends and my friends outside of comedy have been so supportive mm-hmm. um, that's really what helped me launch the show that I just debuted in September yeah uh, Hell of a Laugh at Los Diablos it's an amazing show thank you mm-hmm. um, my friends really helped me get that off the ground but like every time I do a show somewhere my first show I was featured in 20 of my friends showed up that's awesome Unreal. They could, yeah. It was, and then my, the next show I was featured in, thirty of them showed up, mm-hmm. and it's like they could have done anything that night. Mm-hmm. They could have stayed in. They could have whatever, and they chose to come watch me tell jokes on mm-hmm. stage. There was nothing more humbling than that. For mm-hmm. Me. Mm-hmm. And and they all they all said I did well. They they, they complimented me, and that uh, that just keeps it going. That yeah. feeds the fire. And so the career's been great. I debuted a show now. I'm working consistently. Um, and I love it. You know, I'm applying for comedy festivals next year. I haven't done that yet. Uh, Great. We'll see what happens. This mm-hmm. is my first podcast, hopefully of millions. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we're moving the right direction. So what is it exactly that's feeling stagnant? Um, I don't know what the next level is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm doing good stuff here. Mm-hmm. How do I get up there? Mm-hmm. I don't even know. And what's up there? Up there... Uh, more paid gigs, a uh, headlining gig is okay. on my list, um, even a featured spot at some of the local clubs. There's still venues here I haven't played at yet, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I still meet new, commu- or I meet people in the comedy community who've been doing it forever, and I've been in it for a year and a half, and it's like, people are surprised, well, you don't know that person? Like, mm. you should know all these people by now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know what the boxes are I need to check, but I mm. want to check all the boxes. Okay, okay. Well, I think the fact that um, you're doing the comedy festivals is a, is a great next step if okay. you're trying to broaden your audience. And that's something that I've been working on, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, for where you're at and only been doing comedy for about two years is impressive. Um, I've been doing it for a, almost 10 years. Um, I started in Los Angeles, but I took a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Phoenix is just such a great place to do comedy because it's hip enough like LA. Yeah. You're only five hours from LA. Mm-hmm. And then it's just way more supportive because it's not oversaturated here like it is in LA. Oh, I bet. And um, people just seem to have a great sense of humor in Phoenix, mm-hmm. too. Um, and I did my first comedy festival just not too long ago. Okay. And when you're doing those comedy festivals, and since you are much like me, where you're social and you love to meet people, you're going to make so many friends at these comedy festivals. Usually there's anywhere from 25 to 50 comedians, you know, in a competition performing, right? And you're mm-hmm. going to meet all these comedians. 
And some of these comedians are already traveling, right? right? And that's going to open up a lot more doors for you. Okay. Um, one of the most important things that the festival director said during our panel at this comedy festival is asking. Asking for the spot, right? Mm. Um, there are a lot of comedians that you'll see that are touring with bigger names. And, mm. you're, and you wonder, how, how did they, they get there? that opening spot? I and you know what they that. did? They, all they did was ask. Wow. You know, huh. all they did was ask. Right. So I met a very talented comedian in Portland and we became friends. And he said, hey, you know what? I'm actually going to be performing at the Scottsdale Comedy Spot huh. uh, for the weekend. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. You should let me know. I'd love to come and support you. I didn't even ask. He actually yeah. asked me. You want me to see if I can get you an opening spot? Yeah. Please. Absolutely. How cool is that? You know, so... You'll meet all these people, depending on where you perform at. I was able to meet the club owner of um, Harvey's Comedy Club in Portland. He okay. gave me his card, said, hey, give me a call. Let me know when you're ever going to be in town. You'll make those kind of connections when you're doing the comedy festivals. Okay. So definitely do them. Um, you know, just apply to one maybe once a month or just see yeah. what's going on. And um, Usually they give you enough notice where you can get the time off work to travel, you okay. know. Um, so I think that's a great first step. Um as far as, you know, more paid gigs, more headlining gigs, going to venues you haven't been, um, have you been, you know, reaching out to those venues that have you been to yet? I don't even know. I don't even know where to start with that, you know? Yeah. It's tough. Um, so, write a letter. Write a letter. Write a letter. Okay. Write a letter. Um, you know, some people, comedians will get on Facebook and message people. Go a little bit further. Okay. Go a little advanced. Try to find out who runs the room, if you can. Um, if it's just an info at comedyclub.com, reach the info and maybe ask some questions. Present yourself just like you would applying for a job. Okay. Kind of like a resume, oh. you know. Hi, my name is Patrick Allen. Okay. A little bit about me. Um, here's a link to a 5-minute set, 10-minute set, 12-minute set. Make everything accessible in that email. Right. Okay. Tell them what it is that you're looking for. Are you wanting an opening spot? Are you wanting a guest spot? Are you wanting to headline? Let them know your experience, your title. Yeah. I was a finalist at this comedy contest. I was a finalist at this comedy festival. And, you know, usually people will respond because you're setting yourself apart from everybody else. Hmm. There's a venue that has an open mic. Um, go to the open mic yes I'm try big to, on the open mics yeah try to get to know who's booking that show the owner's there um just apply ask always ask mm -hmm. but also, also give the information because okay. there are so many bozos out there they're just like oh let me get a spot but they don't right. supply anything so give them everything that you need and get into those venues hmm. um don't feel don't feel like you're not in the right spot because people are saying, oh, you don't know this person? You shouldn't know this person. Like, mm -hmm. no, bro. Like, okay. There, even though the Phoenix comedy scene is small, it's still kind of big. There are different styles of comedy that are happening. Okay. And I've seen flyers for people that have been on shows that I've, you know, never heard of before or never seen before, and that will happen. There are some comedians that only perform at certain clubs, too. And okay. you don't want to do that. You want to float around, mm -hmm. you know? So if someone's telling you, like, oh, you should know this person, like, come on. No. It's, you can 
you could go without that person. And maybe you okay. could meet that person. So don't let that bring you down. Haters are going to hate, you know? Yes, I've seen that. Um, and regarding paid gigs, are there times people are asking you to perform at shows? They're reaching out to you and saying, hey, would you like a spot on the show? Mm-hmm. Are you asking no. what the pay is? I'm not. Ask, is that easy? Ask what the pay is. I feel like it's my first day. If they have, if they have the pay, they will pay you. Mm-hmm. If they don't have the pay, they will tell you. Um, I feel like there are a lot of amateur bookers, and I'm not me- saying that in a negative way, but there are a lot of amateur bookers trying to get shows running, and they they don't have a budget, and so they're just asking friends to perform because they want to get a show going. But yeah. ask, you never know. Right. Um, by the way, I loved what you are doing at uh, at Los Diablos. Like, oh, you. you know, that's great that the the owner was really willing to put forth, give the comedians some gift cards to, you know, get a couple drinks and food. That's that's awesome. Like that, even though it's not cash money, that's considered a paid show. You know, and so you don't know what that booker might have going on there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if they're asking you, then. You should be asking, yeah, I'm interested. Let me know what the details are. What's the, what What's are you paying? Pay? But right. when you're reaching out to someone and asking them for a spot, that's when you can expect that you're doing the show, the opportunity. That makes right? sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just always ask and don't be ashamed. And you can, you know, ask around, talk to other comedians what you think is, is reasonable or, um, you know, how much time you're spending how far it's taking you to go there, taking consideration yeah. gas and your time, right? Yeah, that all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and then if worse comes to worse, you say, oh, I want $500 for the show, right? And they're like, they're going to counter you. So it's all a negotiation. That makes sense. Just don't be afraid to ask. I've been afraid to muddy the waters, but I think I'm to the point where it's let's muddy the waters. Yeah. Let's do it, you know? Let's and the other start. important thing is, you know, um, if, if you're going to ask to get paid, be prepared to fill seats. Yeah. Because they might ask, oh, well, if you want to get paid, how many people can you bring, mm-hmm. right? So be prepared to bust your ass, you know? Even if you have to get there and pass flyers out on foot, you have to put in the work. Do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So those are my little tips of advice. And Thank you. Things I'm also working on myself. So we could always brainstorm together. Yes. Um, I think I tackled, was there anything else? I think that was all the the highlights. Good. Okay. And now, is there anything else that is bothering you, my darling? Hmm. Really just that I'm single, and then I felt stagnant in comedy. Those mm-hmm. are the big... When I close my eyes, those are the two red flags that are just flapping in the wind. Mm-hmm. Of Patrick's failures. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I might have an alcohol problem. Mm-hmm. Fun. Mm. I know substance abuse is so uncommon in the comedy community. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. what's triggering you? Triggering me to drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, the convenience. Uh, there's a lot of gay pressure in the gay community mm-hmm. to just be just drink a lot. It's mm-hmm. I mean, we have gay bars. Mm-hmm. You know, we have, we have gay bookstores. We don't mm-hmm. have gay music stores we have gay bars so mm-hmm. like everywhere in the in the community is just well there's always an open bar and you should just get, get a drink go get a vodka cranberry you know go get mm-hmm. a white clock go get a wine and uh it's very easy mm-hmm. very common mm-hmm. and like i probably i don't even want to think about how much money i spend mm-hmm. annually on mm-hmm. alcohol mm-hmm. but i probably 
probably wouldn't be worried about paid gigs if I stopped drinking. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, a couple of things came to my mind when you were talking. Okay. Um, I imagine that there has to be something out there where you can look up gay-owned companies, businesses. Have you ever looked to see what else is out there besides bars? Uh, not directly, no. Okay, just not. an idea. Just the sports leagues, but that's it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just an idea. Maybe see what's out there. Maybe you will find a gay-owned record store, you know? Yeah, that's true. Or a clothing store, or something, you know, or some sort of, like, class. Oh, other thing I was going to suggest earlier, rewind, um, was maybe going to a cooking class, right? Oh, mm -hmm. that's good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't, never even thought of that. Yeah, going to a cooking class, doing something where you can, you know, learn more about cooking, or maybe, like, <laughs> you know, we're just talking about trying not to drink, but, you know, wine tasting class or something like yes. that. Um, maybe one that is thrown on by, you know, um, the gay community. That way you're mm -hmm. not stuck with a bunch of straight people and you're like, this sucks. I mean, with a cooking class, you know, right now I feel like I'm meh at cooking, but what if I take a cooking class and I'm still terrible at it? Well... Now I can still, at least right now I can still say, never took a class, never learned, you know, yeah. but then I lose that excuse. Well, I wasn't suggesting a cooking class for you to become a better cook, oh. <laughs> but maybe to meet somebody. Oh, that's interesting. Do that people enjoys go to, cooking. Do people go to classes alone? Is that um, a thing? I've been to a cooking class alone. Okay, all right. Alcohol. We were talking about alcohol. Um, so there's a lot of pressure in the gay community, you're saying. Most of the gay hangouts are bars. Hmm. And even all the gay, the gay sports events we do, we drink while we play. Oh, it's like it's slosh insane. ball kind of. Well, that kickball, that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Kickball is just an excuse to day drink. It's not mm -hmm. a real sport. I don't, I, don't need, I don't need an excuse to day drink. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like when you're there that you want to drink or you just feel pressure to drink? I feel like I drink because it's there. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not sitting there like, I need a white claw. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not doing that. But I'm. But part of me is like, well, yeah, there's a cooler of them and anyone can have them and I'm going to have four. Oh, and on top of that, it's free. And it's free, exactly. And it's hot out. Oh, this sounds so refreshing. Or, yeah, but dehydrate you, know, you more. Well, I drink a lot of water. Mm-hmm. But it does. And that adds another element to the game. Can you power through dehydration? Mm -hmm. Only the good athletes can. That's true. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. so. See, alcohol is something that I've kind of struggled with on and on for a long time. Um, I wouldn't consider myself an alcoholic, but there was definitely times where I abused it and misused it. Okay. Right? Binge drinking is an abusive thing that we do with alcohol. And then there's misuse, where you maybe you're drinking socially and you just don't realize that you've had one too many, right? Um, also, misusing it, people, oh, I just want to have a glass of wine so I can sleep better, or whatever, you know? The truth is, alcohol does not let you sleep better. Um, and I think it has become such a social thing, wired in our brain, that we have to kind of, like, reprogram our brain to realize that it's something that we really don't need. Um, the reason why I decided to give up alcohol, and it's not like I gave it up 100%, um, I've limited it to special occasions, or only one, and 
when I went to the Portland Comedy Festival, I had two drinks max um, at the Comedy Festival because I had been seeing some friends I hadn't seen in a while, and you know, and it was a big deal for me to be there. Yeah. And then when I went to your show the other night, I I just had one. You right. know. And usually that's something I do when it's a new venue. But I actually prefer to perform no alcohol. I mm-hmm. like to go through all the feelings. But hmm. the main reason why I decided to completely just cut it out was because it doesn't serve my goal in my life, which my main spiritual goal is to rid of depression completely, which is a hard thing to do. It is. It's an epidemic right now, anxiety, mm-hmm. depression. But in the long term, it, does, it contributes to the depression. Right. So if I really want to rid of that, then I'm going to have to get rid of the things that trigger it or make it worse. So depending on what it is that you want to do, um, what are some of Do you have some spiritual goals or things, personal goals? I am like the least spiritual person I mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't. I don't believe in gods or God. Or I don't believe in rocks. Mm-hmm. I, don't believe in, I don't believe in that stuff. I believe in people. Mm-hmm. I believe that humans can make or break their future and their life successes, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, I do, what about uh, energy and emotions? And I think emotions are reactions. I think energy uh, I don't energy ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a reaction too. I don't know. Um, I don't know, I don't think about it that much. Mm-hmm. I, too, have the depression. Mm-hmm. I, I, I battle, and I'm pretty public about my mental illness mm-hmm. with that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not... I, I make jokes about it, as, mm-hmm. as most comedians do. Um, but uh, spiritually, I, I feel like it's, it's not, I'm not spiritual at all. Do know? you believe that humans are all connected? In some way, shape, or form? Not out the gate. No. I think we form those connections on our own. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like it's really interesting. I mean, I I've met like I have really good some really good friends who I've met exact versions of themselves mm-hmm. elsewhere, mm-hmm. and it's 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 insane and literally like the same. It seems like the same exact person. Almost like a parallel universe. Experience. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But it was one was in Phoenix and one was in Florida. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. know, I met another me in mm-hmm. Florida too. It's mm-hmm. very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure, I hope I'm cooler, because Florida's a terrible state, but, uh, sorry listeners in Florida, but, um, they're all serial killers. Yeah, it's fine, great. <laughs> My address will be posted, uh, when this is over. Um, I'm not spiritual, I, I don't know that people are all connected, but then coincidence throws all that off, you mm-hmm. know, and I honestly, I don't think anyone knows the answer. Oh, well, we think, don't know the answer. I think we, I think humans made up religion and they made up God because they couldn't stand the arrogance of not knowing. And mm-hmm. so they said, uh, well, I don't have an answer, so I'm going to make an answer. Mm-hmm. And then people were like, well, yeah, that's better than not knowing. Mm-hmm. And I disagree. I say not knowing is better than intentionally following the wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And thousands of years later... Hey, it's 2019, you know, mm-hmm. and this is where we're at. And there's yeah. all these religions, all these things, and well, crystals. And I would like to say that I do, I'm very open minded when it comes to spirituality and religion. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up Christian, 
I do believe that there is a higher power. Mm-hmm. I do believe that there is a universe. You know, mm-hmm. I do believe that we are all connected. I believe that we have been here before. And this is just because mm-hmm. of experiences that I have had. Okay. Um, I believe religion is good in a sense where it teaches us how to be better people. I agree with you when I when you say religion's made up. Obviously, there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. Which one's right? Yeah, right. You know, you don't know, yeah. right? Who's the winner? Winner chicken dinner? Yeah, I yeah don't know. exactly. And what do you get? Um, <laughs> I I don't believe in saying that one religion is wrong than another because if they're using it to become a better person, then that's all good. Sure. You know, um, spirituality. Yes, can be tied to religion because religion talks about spirituality. Mm-hmm. But um, spirituality can also be just how you feel about yourself. Um, like earlier, we are talking about manifesting things in our life. I think that's a spiritual experience. Um, I think it's spiritual to write out an agenda of what you're going to do today and go do it, you know? There's lots mm-hmm. of different ways to look at it. Yeah, okay. So I just wanted to open your mind a little bit to that. Um, also, men are known to be spiritual cavemen. So, pretty typical. In the gay community, though, not so much. Yeah. Not so much cavemen. Like, well, they're a little bit more into astrology and numerology all stuff, and new yeah. age stuff. And I know, mm-hmm. like, I'm a Scorpio. I don't know, I don't follow uh, Oh, you're the definition of a spiritual caveman. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, but, like, all I know is that it means that I'm an asshole and that I'm great in bed. That's what Scorpios are. Mm. That's what I'm told. So That's what I'm told. I, I, no wonder why we get along so well. <laughs> um... I'm a Taurus, which is complete opposite of Scorpio. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you're like the yin and I'm the yang. Oh. So like you're the opposite of me, pretty much. Yeah. Which makes sense but while it, we're talking about this. But there's also similarities yeah, there. Like complement you know, complement each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing about Scorpios is um, they usually have a really, really big spiritual breakthrough. Um, at one point in their life and it could be another life right okay and um i can't remember every everything that i read up on it but my my ex was a scorpio so i was like you know wanting to figure Uh, out how to fix this guy (laughs) how'd that work out um he's doing really good we're not together anymore but he's he's doing really good he's working on himself okay um my father's also a scorpio Mm -hmm. and um it's kind of like, and I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but it's almost like you were born into this, like this arrogance, right? And something has to happen into your life where you want to change it, whether it's um, breaking through a depression, breaking through some sort of anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll hit a breaking point at some point. Um, but the thing is, you have a lot of really good things going on into your life. Mm-hmm. So... Something has to happen for you to want to tap into that, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And it could be something from a past life. It could be something that happened when you were a kid, some sort of traumatic experience that you're holding on to that you don't know. Mm-hmm. And eventually, it's going to be there and it's going to be bothering you so much that you'll, that you'll want whatever that thing is to change in order for you to start diving deeper. Hmm. So know, my friend, that one day you'll probably be... Just says into astrology and numerology as all your little gay friends down at Los Diablos. <laughs> Sounds like I came to the right life coach. You're an expert on Scorpios. Uh, I wouldn't call myself a, an expert, but I am very familiar. Familiar, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And you know, you should you should give martial arts a try. I've always wanted to. Am I too old? No. Are you ever too old? You're never too old. I. That sounds really cool. Muay Thai specifically. Why Muay Thai? That's that's the deadly stuff, isn't it? It can be. Interesting. Why Muay Thai specifically? It's just something that's amazing for Scorpios. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will try that. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do martial arts. That's and what they all say. I don't know. It seems like it'd be very cathartic. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to put that on my list. Yeah. All right. Actually, you know, I have a gift for you. I'm going to okay. give you a gift before like you gifts. leave today. Did the other people get gifts? In the no. Podcast? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. That's cool. You're just dear to my heart. Just making sure that Scorpio Patrick gets a gift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, my darling. It's been such a pleasure. This was wonderful. It's been Thank such you, a Alexis. pleasure. Um, would you care to tell our subscribers and listeners how they can get in touch with you, my darling? You or can, see more of you. Yes. Well, you can find me on the Facebook, uh, Patrick Aiken. And then on Instagram and Twitter, I am at Laugh Missile. Are you on the Instagram? I am on the ground. I hate Instagram. You know what Instagram says? Um, isn't it just Laugh Missile? No, like on my profile. I don't remember. It says Instagram is stupid. It does? You know what my Twitter says? <laughs> Twitter's stupid. No, it says Instagram is stupid. <laughs> I don't like Instagram at all. But you can find me on there. I, I, mm. I folded. Do you prefer Facebook? Uh... No, I prefer Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I prefer Instagram over Facebook myself. Yeah, from and then uh, and then my show at Los Diablos is the first and third Wednesday of the month at seven p.m. hosted by myself, featuring four uh, amazing comics that I've booked, and then we have an open mic after a six slot open mic that other comics come in and do. It's been a fun room so far. Amazing room. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So please come check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you. Thank you, my darling. And um, you can definitely check out my website at www.lifecoachingcomedians.com and you can find links to get in touch with Mr. Aiken himself. And don't forget that on Thursdays, we do therapy. Namaste. Hey guys, before you go, it's me, Lexis Charday, and not in life coaching character, but I just wanted to say thank you so much for checking out season two of Life Coaching Comedians. I put even more work, blood, sweat, and tears into season two, and um, if you enjoyed it, please drop me a line, social media, let me know you loved it, who you liked, what you liked, maybe what you would like to see in season three. Um... Leave me a review, a rating on iTunes, YouTube. I would greatly appreciate that. Let me know what you think. Most importantly, um, if you know someone that's struggling with anxiety, depression, any sort of mental health issue, please share this with them. Even though this is a comedy improv podcast, the advice that I give is real. My character might be silly and funny, but the advice that I give is real and it's based off the things that have helped me be a better person, the things that keep me striving to stay passionate and to stay goal-oriented. So really this podcast is just a way for me to be a light onto others and to help people that are maybe going through what I was going through. Um, so that's really the goal behind this. So please, please, please share. Um, it would mean the world to me. And, um, season three will be coming soon in 2020. 
So um, just know I'm while I'm on hiatus, I am working hard and I love y'all. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, you can expect more from me soon. Namaste.